Welcome to the Rated JG Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Gilly. Thank you all for tuning in. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Uh, sorry for the lack of content lately. Been a little bit busy, to say the least, but finally found some time to sit down and dedicate to the podcast. Um, I wanted to start out by saying... I've been getting a lot of new followers on Instagram and Facebook, uh, receiving a lot of messages and whatnot. So thank you to all the new the new people that have come along and supported. I appreciate it. Welcome uh, to all the ones that have been listening since day one. I see you. I appreciate you. Still at it. Hopefully y'all haven't been bored yet. So uh, obviously not if you're still here, right? But anyways... Just wanted to start out by saying, like I said, thank you guys for, for sticking with me and for all my new people. What's up? Uh, and I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit of everything today. This is going to be a little bit of a nerdy podcast. So that's just a forewarning. I'm going to talk about sports, mixed martial arts. I know that's not everybody's cup of tea. That's mine. So fair warning. We're about to get into it. But before we get into all that, uh, I did want to kind of touch on the fact that I had two of my good friends' birthdays this past weekend. Shout out Lisa and Josh. Um, hope you guys had a good time. We actually traveled up to Broken Bow, Oklahoma to celebrate them. We stayed in a gigantic cabin out there with like 15 to 20 of our friends. It was a good time. Um, drank an insane amount of beer, ate a lot of bad food. But more importantly, just got the heck out of town for a little bit. So that's always nice to kind of hit the reset button. Enjoyed that. Hope you guys had a good time. Obviously, all of us did. And makes going back to work a little bit rough, I will say that. Getting back into the the thick of things, the the monotony of everyday life. But it's nice to kind of get away. Um, For those of you that don't know, I'm located in Texas. So just a couple hour drive straight up north. We went to, like I said, Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's a beautiful little town. Um, Outside of gambling, it's one of the main things you can do in Oklahoma. So we just uh, took a bunch of friends up there, hung out, drank some beer, went to the lake, and it it was a good time. But while I was up there, I realized talking to a bunch of the guys that were with us, how much I miss sports. And I'm very fortunate in the sense that one of my favorite sports, mixed martial arts, has been at the forefront of growing and continuing to be available for consumption to its viewers. So um, more specifically, the UFC. Uh, Dana White, the president of the UFC, has made it wildly apparent that he is sticking with it and you know going to push forward on all of this and keep content coming out but I'll touch on all that in a minute because that's going to be the the bread and butter of this episode but um, not even just mixed martial arts I am yearning and needing my other sports back I'm a huge 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 baseball and hockey fan so like I mentioned I'm, I'm from Texas the Texas Rangers and the Dallas Stars hold spots very near and dear in my heart and I have been deprived of that along with every one of you and I just wish that we had some sense of certainty I think that's what's kind of getting to me the most like I said talking with my buddies this weekend is it's just like the the overwhelming what-ifs that are killing me because I can handle if there was a timeline even if the timeline was you know down the road or not where I wanted it to be, but we don't have anything. We have ideas and what ifs and proposals and 
things of that nature. And it's just, it's becoming brutal. But, um, the, to start out with, with baseball, you know, it's 162 game season, which is basically half of a calendar year. And the last that I've heard is the negotiations with players associations and owners and blah, blah, blah. Is they're thinking of doing like a 70 something game season, which I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't know what's going on with all that. But once again, it's the uncertainty. It's like, if you're going to shorten the season, that's fine. Just let us know. I'm a baseball purist. I, I want it to be as long as it can. I want, I want baseball in the summertime. I want the playoffs to be in October. I enjoy the, the Americana sense of baseball, but I'm also not picky. I mean, at this point in time, if they play a 30 game season, I'd be happy with it, but just let us know something, which obviously is asking a lot because of the state of the world at the moment. I mean, South Korean baseball is being played on TV right now and there's stuffed animals in the stadiums, like in, in the seats. Yes, you heard me right. That that's actually what's happening. They have a stadium full of stuffed animals. I don't know if that's to have some sense of normalcy as opposed to looking out over empty seats but yeah so if you there's like spongebob and winnie the pooh in those seats so whatever i'm not from south korea i don't know what goes on down over there but that's weird to me so there's that they're at least trying they're doing more than we are as far as putting butts in seats and i was on my buddy russell's podcast a couple weeks ago loud and opinionated with russ so shout out and we were kind of talking about mixed martial arts and whatnot and sports and how we miss it. And I was saying, like, dude, I, I caught myself watching professional cornhole. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Like throwing sandbags into holes. Yes, that's I was watching it on TV on ESPN and I was into it. And I'm like, what am I doing? And I could not turn away. I just, I guess I just missed seeing some sort of competition on TV. So yeah, shout out cornhole, I guess. But um, if that was kind of like a light switch moment or light bulb moment there where I'm like, oh no, I, I need something to consume. That was, you know, that was about a month ago. So obviously we've had events with UFC since then, but yes, cornhole has been watched in my household. So uh, but so, like I said, sense of baseball, like we don't even know where we're going with that. We have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful new stadium that just got built. This was its inaugural season here, and we can't even go. We can't see it. We don't know anything about it. Uh, there's a really cool place connected to the ballpark called Texas Live, um, which is a like an indoor bar, restaurant, arena thing. It's really cool. Um but I think they're slowly starting to open that up. But yeah, it's kind of almost bittersweet because you're right next to the stadium if you go there. But can't wait for that to open. Can't wait for some sense of any kind of answers to see what's going on with everything. But that's the state of baseball. Then on the other hand, I mentioned I love hockey. Huge Dallas Stars fan. I've been a partial season ticket holder for going on four years now. And that was ripped out from us right as the playoffs were approaching. So that's always fun to get hyped up about a playoff run and then the world stops turning. But um, yeah, they're they're at least somewhat making ground. I think they've locked down the fact that they're going to do like a 24-team tournament um, for the, the, the extent of the playoffs or whatever. Um, obviously, that's not all the teams in the NHL. But um, yeah, like the 24 team tournament, I think every round is going to be like a, or every series is going to be a best of five. Uh, don't quote me on any of, any of this because I'm not 
you know, I don't have any facts in front of me or anything, but um, I think it's going to be like a best of five series. Um, I know that there's going to be like, there's like a top four teams in each conference. Uh, the stars are one of those top four and they're going to be playing a round Robin tournament with the other top four um, in that, or excuse me, the other top three and in, in that four person division or whatever. And that will determine seating for the rest of the, the playoffs. And it's like a best of seven series for all of the, like the, the later rounds. So that's really cool. Um, at least their fact that they're trying, they're moving on, they're, they're making progress and they're being transparent with what they're doing. So the fact that the stars are in the playoffs is going to be great. They're getting a round Robin, basically like a buy to see, you know, their seating. That's really cool. And the sense that maybe they will be part of one of these hub cities. Um, once again, don't quote me on any of this cause I'm not a professional but from what i've heard it's like they're they're trying to siphon out which cities would be the best fit for being a hub um because there's going to be so many different each state has different regulations each state might only have one rink might have you know so and so each team has a lot of different foreign players obviously and there's a lot that goes into it but from what i hear dallas would be a great fit um because number one, Texas has been slowly opening up for, you know, consistently more than any other state. We've kind of been at the forefront of that movement. So that's badass. You know, bars and restaurants and all kinds of stuff are opening up left and right. So that's a little, that's a plus, you know, if they, if the NHL commission's needing like concrete, tangible evidence of what to do with states that are already open, we have all that. Um, and the fact that I believe that the stars have like five to eight rinks in texas that are affiliated with the stars so that's really cool maybe if they're not playing at the american airlines center they can play in you know frisco or or mansfield or any of these other stars affiliated rinks that'd be really cool help out some local towns you know even if we can't have butts in the seats we could you know people around the area could go to the bars and restaurants and support them while the teams are in town but like i said that's that's just kind of hearsay at the moment but really cool nonetheless that they're at least making progress that's exciting which leads me into the uh the pioneers of all this dana white and the ufc my boys uh i've said it on here a million times i know it's not everybody's cup of tea but it is 100 percent my thing i love it and more so i love my boy Sugar Sean O'Malley. It has been said on here many, many, many times. And if you don't believe me, I don't know what else to tell you because the proof's in the pudding, man. Like the Sugar Show is here. I've been saying it. No one believes me. And he's proven it week after week. And this weekend was a perfect example of that. So UFC 250 happened this weekend. And I, like I mentioned, I was in Broken Bow, so I didn't get to watch it in live time. But best believe I was glued to my phone and uh getting all the updates and um for those of you that don't know i am a massive sugar sean o'malley fan and i've been saying it since 2017 when i saw this weird skinny white kid with an afro on the dana white contender series i used to watch it on tuesdays and he just comes out and gets a a first round ko gets himself a ufc contract i'm I, i told my wife who couldn't care less i'm like casey that dude's my guy He's, I don't know what it is about him, but I can just see it that he's a, he's 135 pounds, 
damn near six foot tall. He's just, I don't know. He just had that thing and I was sticking by it. And all my other UFC fans were kind of like, you know, my, my friends that watch religiously, they're kind of like, okay, whatever, blowing it off. Okay. I don't know why. I just felt like this dude was my dude. And, uh, moving on, he goes to the ultimate fighter finale, you know, tough 26 wins there. Um, then he gets his first taste of like actual UFC action. I think this is the first time he was on an undercard. Um, when he fights uh, Andre Sukumta, which is the fight that I think a lot of even casual fans got to know him. It's the fight where he broke his foot in the third round and he ended up winning. And Joe Rogan comes into this, the octagon and interviews him while he's on the ground because he broke his foot. And it was just funny. And he's like, I fucking love you, Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan's like, I love you too, buddy. And then gets him on his podcast. And it's just a cool little dynamic. But he fell on some hard times. Uh, he... <laughs> he took gas station caffeine pills and got suspended for two years, two years for that, for trace amounts of what's called Osterim and, um, USADA, which is the United States anti-doping administration. They, they're like the, uh, the drug police basically to make sure nobody's taking steroids and stuff like that. And they're, they're great at what they do, but they even came out and said like, man, the amount that was in his system was so minute. He couldn't have been doing it for any kind of performance enhancing, but regardless, it was on the list. So the dude's out for two years. Everybody kind of forgets about him. Um, I've been following him on Instagram and he has a YouTube channel and a podcast. So I don't know. I just felt like something, he just was going to come back better than ever. And sure enough, he did. He fights Jose Quinones after his two-year layoff and everybody's like oh, okay let's remember this guy had some hype boom first round tko still not getting the respect he deserves because his number one knock on him is he hasn't fought and i'm doing air quotes here like that guy yet or anybody he's not even ranked he's not even in the top 15 and um he hasn't fought anybody that has like any recognition you know decent guys but nobody of any kind of clout well that all changed this weekend at ufc 250 he fought the former WEC champ, Eddie Wineland, who is the definition of a veteran. I mean, dude's nasty. You can Google him. Even if you're a casual fan, look up Eddie Wineland. Dude has a highlight reel like you wouldn't believe. He's legit. And uh, like I, I mentioned a minute ago, you know, he, Sugar Sean has a, has a podcast I listen to. And uh, his coach, Tim Welch, was asking him, like, hey, Sugar, what do you think is going to happen when you fight Eddie? He goes, I don't know, man. I just think I'm going to do a, a crazy flashy first round knockout that's like verbatim what he said and he's not he's never said that in the past he's always like oh i'm just gonna win and blah 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 he called it first round flashy tko or excuse me first round flashy knockout and sure enough man it, it was it was one of my favorite knockouts yes i'm biased because i like o'malley but it was crazy you know dude's fighting a a, a well-respected veteran and he's essentially an up-and-comer and for him to win the way that he did, hurt him with a body shot with a leg. Then he faints with his right, like he's going to do an uppercut. And in that same motion, he almost like rainbow, like hooks, like a, an overhand right. And just right on the button, knocked Eddie Wineland into a different zip code. I mean, if you're a casual fan and you see these highlights on, on uh, ESPN or whatever, Somebody gets knocked to the octagon, like to the mat. Most of the time they jump on top of them and do what's called ground and pound, you know, like just a flurry of punches to get the referee to call it off, right? No. O'Malley's a gangster. <laughs> he just, dude, one shot, 
knocked the dude's head off. As he fell and hit the ground, Sean just walked away. I'm like, oh, my God. My dude. I've been saying, I need to start taking freaking bets on these fights for real. Because So all my UFC fans that listen to this, DM your boy because I'm trying to take y'all's money. Because this is what I've been saying. And I can't wait for him to, uh, another one of the knocks that have been on O'Malley is the fact that he hasn't tested himself on the ground, which, number one, I don't understand that. If he hasn't gone to the ground yet, that's not his fault. That's the opponent's fault that they can't get him there. But second off, the dude trains with Tenkenyo, who is like top, he'd be like one of the pound for pound greatest jujitsu players in the world. Like he's like a freaking five degree, fifth degree black belt. Crazy. And he's training with him on a day-to-day basis. I mean, he's in his corner every fight. And O'Malley uh, competed in the quintet, the, the the jiu-jitsu tournament last year. And he went five rounds with Gilbert Melendez and took his back, took him to a draw. That's a dude known for his jiu-jitsu. O'Malley's Mr. String Bean, you know, six foot tall, 135 pounds, known for knocking people out, taking one of the most respected jiu-jitsu players in the world five rounds. And he took his back. Like, that's a big deal. I don't know. I don't, people just like to hate, I guess, but I don't know. This is, that's my dude. Sugar Sean O'Malley for president. As far as I'm concerned, that's my guy. And like I said, if you want to, if you want to throw some money my way, come on, I'll take it. I'll take that bet all day, every day. But uh, yeah, so that happened this past weekend. But the, the Bantamweight division is full of a bunch of smaller dudes, obviously. You know, 135 pounds kind of lends itself to smaller framed guys. Um, but this particular UFC card, 250, was stacked with a bunch of these guys. Like um, you had Cody Garbrandt, Rafaela Sunsau, Corey Sandahagen, Aljamain Sterling, Sean O'Malley. You, you had all these people. And they're fighting for a vacant belt because Henry Cejudo retired. So we'll see what happens with all that. But I'm not a Cejudo fan. And he is just that whole shtick that he plays like oh the the king of cringe the triple c like he is an incredible athlete arguably top five pound for pound fighters of all time but just a douchebag i'm not trying to i'm not trying to see that guy ever again like just retire move on whatever because that division is so stacked right now and it's like for a vacant belt and you you've got peter yawn fighting jose aldo next weekend so i i can't or, or the weekend after i don't know when it is but Anyway, stacked with a bunch of killers. Uh, O'Malley's not even ranked, but all these guys that I just mentioned are. And you had Aljamain Sterling winning against uh, the Sandman Sandhagen in a crazy fashion. So that's he's probably number one contender um, after this fight. Then you've got Cody Garbrandt, who knocked out Rafaela Sunsau, who's no no slouch. I think he's like top five right now. And Cody's been coming off of a you know, whatever two or three three fight losing streak uh, and i mean has one of the most highlight reel knockouts you're ever going to see as the bell is ringing for the end of the round he just hits it on the button you know i just mentioned how great o'malley's knockout is court or cody's might have been even better it, it was it was crazy it, it's you couldn't even write this thing the way that it happened i mean right hand on the jaw boom rounds over the guy's ko'd he wins the fight insane it's just it, there's so much happening right now. I would love to see Sugar Sean O'Malley and Cody Cody No Love duke, duke that out. 
you know, a tall, skinny, tatted dude against a short, skinny, tatted dude. Let's let's go at it, man. Like that's a fight I would pay a lot of money to see, and I probably will one day because I'm a fight fan and I watch all of them. But anyways, uh, so that was this past weekend, and then there was also big news today that um, number one, Fight Island has been announced. It's in Abu Dhabi. I'll take that all day. So uh, for those of you that don't know, Dana White, the president of the UFC, essentially bought a damn island to have these fights on, which is in neutral waters so that people that are of foreign descent don't have to get visas to come to the U.S. It could be like in neutral ground. So there's that. Uh, That was announced. And then maybe more importantly, the trilogy was announced of Daniel Cormier and Stipe Miocic. Um, Stipe is one of my favorite fighters of all time. That's very well documented on this show. But Stipe has been going through health issues with his eye, and he's a you know a full-time firefighter. Um, Daniel Cormier has been out. He's doing his commentary thing. He's got multiple podcasts that he does. I love both of these fighters, but it's on record. You know, my my top guys are George St. Pierre, Sugar Sean O'Malley, Darren Till, and Stipe. That's anyone who knows me knows that. And I can't wait for this fight because it, there's no bad blood. There's no animosity. These are two stand-up guys, arguably two of the best, not only heavyweights, but two of the best fighters of all time. And this is the rubber match, man. It's, you know, Stipe got one, DC got one. Now we get to see the trilogy. And more importantly in that is after this fight, I think it's pretty well known that no matter what the outcome of this fight will be, both of these guys are going to be done. I think it's they're on they're in the twilight of their career. There's no doubt about it. Um, and whatever the regardless of what this outcome is, it's going to open up a stacked heavyweight, and which is the, at the forefront of that. You've got uh, the freaking monster known as Francis Ngannou. So you've got Ngannou, you've got Overeem, you've got Derek Lewis, you've got, I mean, just all these people coming up and it's, it's, it's going to be nice and and it's gonna be fun to see what happens afterwards. But I hope my boy Stipe comes home with another win. And it's just, it's, it's nice because the whole premise of this podcast was, well, for today's episode was I miss sports and I've been spoiled because one of my favorite sports has been in constant rotation and I'm still wanting more. So for all my other fans out there that like, you know, the standard sports, the baseball, football, hockey, all that, I feel you. I really do. But come on over to the UFC train. We have plenty of room. Seriously, message me. I'll fill you in. But um, anyways, I appreciate you guys stopping by and listening to me rant about my my uh, lack of sports in one area and my surplus of sports in another area. Um I appreciate all the feedback on my uh, the mental health episodes that I do with my wife, Casey. Um, once again, after our last one, my inbox was flooded with a bunch of positive comments, and I, I, I love you guys. I really do. I read every single one of them. Y'all are awesome. Um, I'm always open to suggestions for podcast topics. If y'all have anybody that you think would be an interesting fit, if you want me to interview somebody, I have, I'm an open book. I've got a lot of people coming up, depending on how the uh, how this whole coronavirus thing plays out. Uh, we may have to do it remotely, but I have a couple of people in the works that I'm trying to get on here. Um, and koozies are in. Uh, I'm going to kind of tweak a couple things maybe and reordering some t-shirts. I'm going to hopefully have my website up soon. So if you're looking to rock some rated JG merch, I got you. Just stay tuned. And for all of you that have already been rocking it, 
Y'all are awesome. I appreciate all the love on Instagram and everything. Keep it coming. If you could, if you made it this far, please go on whatever platform you are using to listen to this. It really does help if you rate the show. Um, you know, five stars helps helps us grow a lot. It helps me lock down sponsors. It helps gets the name out there. So if you listen to iTunes, just scroll down, hit that five star button, write out a review saying whatever you like about the show. If not, that's fine. It just helps out the show a lot. Regardless, I appreciate you guys. I got a lot more content coming in the wings. So stay tuned. And once again, thank y'all for stopping by. We'll see you next time.